station that brings back your renegade memories. 24 hours a day, no DJs, always commercial-free. Renegade Rock.fm, Los Angeles. More smoking content than a Jamaican spliff. You're listening to Blunt Talk on Renegade Talk Radio. Welcome to Renegade Talk.fm in Los Angeles. It's Cannabis Thursday, one of my all-time favorite days. The queen of cannabis, Patty Cakes, has just shown up in a big hell of smoke. Better in snow there, huh, Patty? Oh, yeah, definitely. I feel sorry for those poor suckers on the East Coast. I live there, I know. I know, too. 80 degrees here in Southern California. And guess who else showed up? Candace. Hello. Hi, Hi, honey. Favorite normal girl. Our normal girl. The president of normal of Orange County showed up today right here at the studios of RenegadeTalk.fm. And we're going to be talking about cannabis and what's happening in the cannabis world. Right, Patty Cakes? Yes, we are. Okay, here's your buddy, Bob. I love him. When you're trying to be so good. They'll stone you just like they said they would. They'll stone you when you're trying to go home. They'll stone you when you're there all alone. But I would not feel so all alone. Everybody must get stoned. And that's why Patty's here in the studio today. We're all getting stoned. With our big, oh, our smoke came in here. We got a vaporizer now. Yeah. Oh, you have a vaporizer so, now? Yeah. Are you going to bring it over to the studio today? Uh, no. I'm not sharing. I'm not into germs. What am I? You know what? <laughs> You're becoming one of those, I'm huh? A t- yes. Oh, I can't I touch you anymore now? Too many people are sick, and I don't want their mouth on my shit. Marla, do we, we have any Lysol here to spray these microphones down after these two slobs leave? Uh, okay, we use it all up. Anyway. We're taking the socialization out of smoking, though. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I say everybody bring their own pipe, bong, or vaporizer. That's exactly right. Patty, you should. You, you're the healthcare. I'm the healthcare fanatic. Fanatic of marijuana. I okay. carry a sanitizer in my purse at all times. Man, you really are into it. But when I put it on the table, everyone uses it. And there you go. Anyway, Patty's going to talk to uh, Candace about what's happening in the cannabis world. I'm going to step back. i got some other things to do, like play with Marla. So I'll let you two have fun. Yeah, that sounds good, huh? You getting ready, honey? Yeah, okay. All right, right, Patty, bye. Bye. Well, we're going to have a great show today. Candace, my dear friend from Normal, is back. I missed her. I'm so excited. But, But before we get started, Rich, I have great news for the all the drunks and wannabe drunks in Huntington Beach. They did, the council voted not to post the photos on Facebook. Of the DUI? Of the DUIs. So all you drunks out there in HB, you're free to roam again. That means I'm safe again. You're safe. Nobody will see my face. Nobody's going to see your face or Mark's. Or Marla. Or all. Marla specifically. She walks. She doesn't drive. Yeah, she, she stumbles down the street. <laughs> but they give tickets to walking drunks I know. in Huntington I, Beach. I, I told Marla's going to school for drunk, drunk walking. How, drunk. To, how to fake the cops out. It's a new school that we started. Yeah. Hey, why not? Uh, I'm sure you'll get a lot of participants yes, in that we program. Yes, we already have 25 students signed up. I'm um, excited. <laughs> Another thing that I saw that I I applaud the Mexican people. They came up with a brand new way to get pot across the border. Nice. What's this way now? It was it, ingenious. 
Except they got, I saw, I saw except that. They yeah. got caught. They got caught. It's really they, ingenious. It's a video. You can, you know, it's on YouTube, I believe. It's on, it's everywhere. Um, it, it happened last Friday, and what they did was they're catapulting it. Oh, nice. Air on, you know, from Mexico to Arizona. Nice. And I thought did they get they got caught though. Well, anyhow. Um, the um, well, it makes board, sense. The, the patrol they have videos, surveillance videos, and the whole thing is on a video. You can watch the video. You could see them, you know, catapulting it. Anyhow, they contacted the Mexican authorities, and uh, the people did not get caught, but they took their uh, catapulting materials, and uh, they did get uh, thirty-five pounds of pot. They got the vehicle. They used an SUV to tow it on a flatbed, the catapult device. They were able to launch 4.4 pounds at a time. Nice. It was ingenious. That it makes sense. Though. I mean, catapult and it's below like the radar, you know, because the first couple hundred feet aren't detectable. There were, yeah. Wasn't that brilliant? That was but a good move. What they didn't know. We underestimate was, them all the time. Exactly. But they 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 do have surveillance cameras there, and that's how. I mean, the the smugglers left and uh, did not get caught. I'm surprised that was marijuana. Usually, I mean, in California, people really aren't even interested in, you know, the the Mexican marijuana. But I guess since it was Arizona. Right. And because Arizona is so new to the program, they're having their own set of problems. Yeah. And I, I have a friend who is trying to start up a dispensary. And he's very fearful because he's listening to all the propaganda. Uh, do you have any advice for him? Well, just probably just to keep in the loop, you know, to to go to all the meetings, to go to your city council meetings, to be, like put your face out there, you know, to let them know that you're doing it legitimately and just, you know, ask for the help, you know, of, of the people available to you, you know, your local activists and the representatives that are working on this law and stuff. Well, he's tried that. He says but nobody gets back to him. Yeah, I he's mean, called every organization, and no one gets back to them, back to him. So, you know, I said I'll help you from my end the best that I can. Well, I would say he should start probably just go to the normal meetings he, down there, the Arizona normal meetings, and they're not helpful. They said they'd call him. Oh, so you know he he, he he's pretty frustrated. Well, it's tough, you know. It's a big risk when you try to open a collective. You're exactly. always taking a risk. It's you know it's not a clear cut business plan. You know it's it's not easy to help these people, and you have to take big risks, and it's frustrating, and it's it's hard work. That's why we have to really appreciate the collectives that we do have, you know, and that stay open and fight the fight, like Hope Wellness that we've had on here a couple times. Um, they're in Westminster. I mean, they're being harassed by their city and, you know, they're they're continuing to, to push back and to stay open so they can help the patients. Tell me about the dispensary in Anaheim, which was the first dispensary in Orange County. Uh, Steve Lawrence, was that his name? Yeah, there was a guy named Steve Lawrence. And his wife is running it now. Mm-hmm. And a lady named Louisa, his wife is running it now, and their son has muscular dystrophy. And um, yeah, his collective is probably one of the first ones in Orange County. I mean, Normal has been a, a existent in Orange County for almost eight years. And they've so been there seen, nine years, he yeah, said. She no, said. No, not nine years. Nine years? No. no. that's No, because... No, no. Then I misunderstood. I knew, yeah, because I knew Steve when he first started, you know, and he would come to the normal meetings and he would um, meet patients like at our meetings and help those patients. And then he just kind of grew to having a delivery service, to having a spot. But now, it was he, probably more like six or seven years. Okay. Now he passed away. Uh-huh. Was it from MS? Um, I think... 
I know that Steve always had health problems. Okay. He had to have a colostomy bag. And I think it was actually, he had, um, I think it was cancer that he actually passed away from. I'm not quite sure okay. though. Cause he kind of just dropped out from the scene and then, you know, we were surprised to hear from his wife, Louisa, that he'd passed. So very nice woman. I met uh-huh. her. Very, very, very nice. And uh, what I've realized doing my research in this industry, the women that are running dispensaries or cooperatives are having better luck. And I think the reason is, is because they're, they're going, they're dotting their I's, they're crossing their T's. What do you think? I mean, it uh, is kind of funny how many women have come up as leaders in the cannabis movement and also as leaders of, you know, collectives and um, patient unions and stuff like that. And there has been more and more people in those roles that are women. Um, And I think it's great. And I think it is probably just like the more mothering nature of women, you know, want to take care and nurture. People are more attracted to that. They're more loyal to those kind of collectives that have those, you know, kind of feelings about them you know and and I just I think it's a good role for women you know because they're more compassionate they're better at multitasking and making sure that they have everything they need taken care of you know and they're able to focus on a lot of things you know I instead spoke of just a with little... uh, Sue Lester this week mm-hmm. um, she runs a dispensary in um, Costa Mesa uh-huh. and we talked about this when she was running for city council mm-hmm. and I wanted to get some insight because I'm helping someone set up a collective in Costa Mesa and I called Sue because I thought she was a good person to speak with and she said Patty you know she knows who I am she knows what I do and she says I we need more good people in this industry that are doing it for the right reasons so you know I will work with you any way I can and she said she's going to come on the show cool so I, I respected her she said she really hasn't had any problems She's in Costa Mesa, and she said, I do everything by the law. Everything. So, you know, I started researching all these women owners and women that are involved, and they seem to be doing a great job. Yeah, definitely. Sue Lester was is a really strong female leader in the community. I mean, she was able to make a big impact, you know, and it just show that, you know, anyone that has an issue or a feeling about something going on in their own city can run for city council and make a big impact, you know. And that's what collective owners should be doing and patients should be doing is they should be running for city council. And I like that she set a good example in that way, too. Let me ask you this. Is there a governing body for medicinal cannabis that regulates the dispensaries? No, not in California. In Colorado, they have one, and they have... I um, thought there was one in... Northern California, GLACA. Uh, um, no, the, like the GLACA is the Greater Los Angeles Collectives Alliance. What and is that's that? just more of like the collectives that get together voluntarily and um, meet about things. They're very organized. There's also one in Orange County that, you know, they meet and stuff. But um, I don't know if they do so much stuff like on the county level, like the one in L.A. does. The one in L.A. is like the first one and it's right. very organized. And I read about it and I was so impressed. And I thought... That's what you need. You need a governing body. I mean, you need a body of professionals and experts that can help the collectives and dispensaries operate in a professional and legal manner. Yeah, because there's no government body that does it here. Whereas in Colorado, there is, you know, but they still have their, their organizations formed by patients and collective groups and stuff. Um, I was reading about uh, Governor uh, Christie in Trenton, 
And um, what really, you know, Trenton was recently just passed their law. And uh, she has concerns about making available a substance, this was her statement, that is illegal under federal law and wanted to make sure New Jersey, remember it's New Jersey, didn't create an abusive atmosphere like in California and elsewhere where people with ingrown toenails get pot. What do you think? Ridiculous. That's always the claim they make. It's so easy to say that people get it for ingrown toenails and they forget about all the hundreds of thousands of people that it really legitimately helps. You know, I hate that when they attack us and they make it look like our whole program is nonsense and it's, you know, and it's abusive and wasteful and dangerous to the community when that's not at all. What and it these is. are the people that they're are not ignorant. doing their research. Yeah. That's what ignorance is. Yeah, they're ignorant. Not knowing what you're talking about and listening to all the garbage and rhetoric, the old rhetoric about how destructive it is and how evil it is and all the demonization. But you would think somebody that's a governor would have done their research. Correct. I mean, Rich. I would agree. Why didn't this idiot do it? All they got to do is uh, fly to Colorado and buy some soda. Or, you know. It's in the soda now. Bang. Or read yeah. some of those letters he probably gets from patients that ask him to help, you know, allow safe access in New Jersey. There's lots of patients out there and he's ignoring all of their pleas, you know. They need to take the concerns of everyone, not just from the people that they agree with. And but, he's ignorant. Well, we, you know, we talked about this before about, you know. Well, they're trying to demonize they're it. They're still like, trying to demonize right. it because they're afraid of it. They don't understand it. That's what, well, that's what it is, the education. That's been a whole, the, the whole concept of the show has been about education with uh, cannabis. And how can we educate everybody out there? One way I, I, I've seen was I went to a, the medical conference in Laguna Woods, and it was absolutely incredible. Candace and Normal did a fantastic job, a much-needed program that is all about medical cannabis. I think all the normals around the country, and all, they should all be doing this. I think so, too, but you know what? We couldn't Educating have done people. it by ourselves because mm-hmm. it was um, uh, it a pretty upscale nice of them and we had incredible it yeah so we actually worked with apothecary genetics and with gecko university they're pretty much the ones that sponsored um this event for us and we were able to hold it in a venue like um the laguna woods city auditorium um which is if um, listeners don't know laguna woods is a gated senior community for affluent seniors people who retired as doctors um you know Scientists, researchers, and they're all doing doobie now because they're not feeling well. Yeah, so it's a gated community of of over eighteen thousand senior citizens, and we were able to, you know, have this conference behind the gates um, to invite the senior citizens in the community and also people from our own community that live outside the gates to come in. We flew in amazing doctors to give. great presentations we had a dr courtney from up north and then my favorite um dr abrams from the university of san francisco um, medical school he's a professor there and he's also the chief of oncology at san francisco general hospital how long has he been involved in cannabis um probably like 10 years um we could talk to the viewers about all some of the cool things that we learned but i think right now when we come back yeah we're gonna update them yeah we're going to take a break. You're listening to Cannabis Thursday with the queen of cannabis, Patty Cakes, and, of course, the president of Normal of Orange County, Candace. And uh, we'll be right back after this.
Are your freedoms being destroyed? Like free speech? Shut up! Then fucking stay here and be blunt about it. Shut up! Will you shut up? Be right back. The only station that brings back your renegade memories 24 hours a day. No DJs. Always commercial free. RenegadeRock.fm, Los Angeles. Okay, welcome back to RenegadeTalk.fm in Los Angeles. My name is Richie Kepler, along with Patty Cakes, the queen of cannabis of Orange County, and of course, our lovely Candace, the president of Normal. Welcome, ladies. Hello. Uh, your, your mic's not on. I'm sorry. Uh, are you on now? You you actually pulled my plug. I, I like pulling your plug. <laughs> I am hysterical. Really, I like plugging you. That's that's what it is. Not pulling a plug. You're delusional. Anyway, I, I'm not delusional, honey. No, don't ever say that to me. Who do you think you are? Anyway, we're going to be talking. To, we're going to be continuing the conversation about cannabis and seniors, and the young people already know what this is all about. You get high, have a good time, have a lot of sex. But the senior citizens now, the baby boomers, are entering an age that they're not feeling too well, and they don't want to be on these prescription drugs, and they know it's not good, and they're entering the world of cannabis. And we're going to dedicate this more to the senior citizen population out there. And you should be listening to two experts who know what they're talking about. And um, well, I'm, I'm old. She's not. No, well, she's well, she's young, but she is an old soul. She knows what's going she on. She knows. Candace is about forty-seven, right, Candace? <gasps> yeah, in soul years. No, I've always. She's in dog years. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah she's a beautiful young. What, twenty-nine? Are you twenty? Yep, twenty-nine. God, if I was younger, I'd go after you. Anyway, <laughs> so anyway, we're going to turn it over to Patty, and Patty's going to um, uh, talk to Candace in regards to the senior population and what they need to do to feel better about themselves. And if they have any physical problems, they can use cannabis, right, Patty? Right. Thank you. And right. as a, as a senior, you were a senior. No, you are not. I'm not a senior. Don't you ever say that. Patty's hot. I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna cut you off for saying that. If anything, she's a sylph, right? She's a what? A sylph. What's What's a, sylph? What's a, a sylph? Senior, a, a senior I'd like to. A senior, I like to fuck. <laughs> I love that. There you go. Is there a club? Hey, I should go copy you should be that. A, you know what? You're a cougar. You should go get a young cub. <laughs> I, where do I find them? On Main Street. They're all hanging out. They're waiting for somebody to come by. They anyway, look disease-ridden. They're all disease-ridden. That's the problem. <laughs> anyway, you are a self. A senior, I like to fuck. Anyway, there you go. Where would you hear that, Candace? I just made it up. You, you, you know what? You better copyright. Now, we yes. put it on the air. So now you got to copyright she that. She already did do that. She's just teasing. No. It is cop... Senior, <laughs> senior, I like to bang. There's, a, there's quite a few seniors I like to bang walking around Huntington Beach. Look at Jane Fonda. Oh God, I bang her. I bang most of them. I mean, you know, look at Marla. <laughs> She's a senior. She had her face lifted five times. She's looking good. She's really 86. Yeah, some guy in Minnesota's after her ass. Now, we had an interview with some chick in Minnesota that, that Mark picked up at an airport in Vegas. Anyway, <laughs> so make a long story short. Anyway... So I have a really interesting fact about senior citizens, actually. And what's, and what's that fact? And this is one of the reasons why we decided to hold um, this conference in Laguna Woods, Orange County Normal, Apothecary Genetics, and Gecko, and a little bit of help from Kush. Um, 10,000 people a day are going to become senior citizens for the next 19 years, according to USA Today. That's, you know, 10,000 baby boomers aging into that population. That's huge. It's the largest population growth of area air, ever in the world. And these are the people that in the 60s smoked pot. They invented pot. These are those people. And they didn't... I've talked to a lot of older people, and they did do it in their younger days, and then they got, you know, they had their banking jobs, they were doctors, they were lawyers, they were accountants, you know, they were scientists, and now they're suffering all these ailments yeah. as a result of 
injuries or operations or cancer or what are we doing? I mean, they need to find alternatives for pills um, and for traditional medicine, not only for them and for their own um, personal health costs, but that right now Medicare is 21% of our, our spending budget each year. And by 2020, it's going to be 31% of the money we spend federally is going to be that the Medicare. <laughs> that means that we're not going to be able to pay for it, you know, so we need to get these or people the seniors aren't going to get it. Yeah, exactly. Programs are going to get cut. We're just going to go into deficit. It's going to make, you know, it's going to worsen our economy. And it's, you know, we need to find an alternatives. We need to find ways to, you know, to treat ourselves and to stop giving pharmaceutical companies $90 a pill. Well, maybe we should start some kind of campaign or program that can work with the um, administration to look into implementing uh, medical marijuana for seniors if that's I mean yeah I think Ace has tried to take that approach a couple times um uh, I'm not sure. I mean, if there's not, I don't think there's been a group that was that, that was Diligent. their main cause mm-hmm. and that was their thing. I know that there's uh, the Miami chapter of Normal is going to start a seniors um, alliance. Just how Normal just came out with the women's alliance about okay, a year so, ago. They're going to start a seniors alliance. And, and I think we should tour. do that here. Yeah. I think we should have a seniors alliance. Yeah. I mean, the guy from Florida flew out for this conference that we just had to see how we did it so that they can replicate it in other states. So for people that weren't able to go, um, just this last Saturday, the 22nd, in Orange County at the Senior um, Community Laguna Woods inside their gated community at the beautiful auditorium. Um, seated about a thousand people. Um, it was a beautiful space. So we had a two-story high projector screen for the doctors to give their PowerPoint pr- presentations and for the... Um, the scientists like Dr. Raber to, you know, give their PowerPoints to explain how cannabis actually works in your body. And then for the slideshows, it was amazing. It was, it was really, it was. And what are some of the, um, questions you got from, uh, did you get from seniors that attended this? What were their main, uh, concern? Um, well, I mean, the seniors that came were just in awe. They were amazed, and they, they got so much new information. A lot of them just wanted to know where to go from there, probably, you know, that they had learned a lot and that they were ready to start using it, and they needed doctor's information and stuff. Um, we didn't have any kind of, we didn't have any booths or any kind of vendors or anything like that. It was just purely an educational event. Um, so we just had the speakers and we had a lunch. Um, so, you know, it was just, you know, trying to answer those questions, but we got some really good questions from the audience members, um, after the doctor's presentations, um, such as, well, um, Dr. Abrams gave a presentation about some of the double blind studies that they're doing. And what's a double blind study. It's kind of like a, it's just where they try to trick you, you know, so you don't really know if you're taking the right thing or not you know it's like a like sometimes a, a double blind is there'll be like another layer right. of you know and um one of the audience members who was a physician asked dr abrams how can you give someone placebo marijuana you know it's got a distinctive smell and a distinctive taste how would they not know that you know it's the placebo and you know which is really true and i'd never thought of that question and what he said is that nida the national institute of drug abuse which um controls the marijuana that actually gets to the research facilities um is uh they have strains that are zero percent thc so they have like marijuana that's so bad it can't even get you high and they grow that stuff and probably not very much higher in quality than that you know and they produce that for the double blind studies okay and what what was the result of the some of the studies um, well, I mean, the studies um, that Dr. Abrams talked about um, just showed that, you know, that our body has um, natural um, 
ways of processing cannabis that we're all born with cannabis receptors he did tests with animals showing that all humans all animals have this already in their brain you know and that we're meant to use this chemical and it showed you know its effects which was great for seniors you know for that are trying to learn you know what cannabis does they gave him a really clear explanation with slides and pictures and stuff um we also had speakers later tell the seniors about different ways how to use it um someone taught them how to make bang cannabis milk and you know what so many people are talking about that right now and we talked about it on the show last year yeah because it's it's an old indian uh remedy it was a, a ritual that they did and it's basically cannabis and milk yeah and it's good for i mean the seniors they don't necessarily want to smoke it you know they're more comfortable with you know drinking their coffee or their tea maybe put a little bang in it and what's you the know, difference? eating their food putting a little cannabis um edibles or butter oil into something you know and using their medication that way for those of the, uh the people out there that don't know what's the difference between edibles and a smoking um well when you you smoke it's usually um almost immediately onset um its duration is probably about in a couple hours um when you when you um when you metabolize it through your stomach, when you digest it, when you eat it, it usually takes a, an hour or two to become effective for you to, for the onset. And it usually lasts about six to eight hours, you know, so it, you know, and it's better, it's more, it's almost stronger in your body when it's um, processed through your blood, you know, um, so that's that why way. And it's a little, you know, that's why I think the people that seem to like edibles more are usually the people that need a higher dose, like that deal with pain and right. stuff and like maybe for sleep. But for people that need it during daytime, edibles aren't always the best thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know I have patients uh, with cancer that use it for nausea. And uh, I have a couple people that have MS. And it works. I mean, they swear by it. And what are some of the other uh, ailments that you heard about at this conference? Um, well, the, the bang, they were talking about people that have problems with their digestive system. And a lot of times that's, um, a side effect of any other condition that you take pills for will mess with your digestive system, you know, so that can help you to reduce the number of pills that you need. And because of the reactions of one pill that started it all, you know, Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of other people were just there for pain. Um, because you're older, uh, people have had surgeries. I mean, as you age, you're taking gnarly pills. They give the senior citizens like some major stuff and they're like walking zombies because i've met some people that are on you know uh, pain medication and they say i can't function uh you know this is why i'm researching cannabis and i understand from my own patients that it works better on their body they're not into a head high they are into taking care of targeting that area that, you know, needs to feel better. Yeah, the seniors are really good about getting themselves to a certain place. They know how they want to feel, and sometimes they'll mix a couple things to make them feel just right. You know, they'll, they'll take their pills. You know, sometimes they take a little bit of cannabis, you know. And I think that's the difference because, you know, they're more into making their body feel good. Yeah. I think the kids are into getting high and... Yeah, no, they're into it for the medicine. There you go. Okay, we're going to take a break right now. You're listening to uh, Cannabis Thursday with the queen of cannabis in Orange County, Patty Cakes herself, and of course, the ever-lovely Candace, the president of Normal. So listen to these two ladies. You'll learn something and pass the word around. 
especially to your old ladies and old men that are getting sick. They need this stuff. It works good. Anyway, we'll be right back after a little bit of Bob Dylan and a couple spots, and then we'll come back with uh, Candace and the Queen herself. Well, they'll stone you when you're trying to be so good. Your freedom's being destroyed. Like free speech. Shut up! Then fucking stay here and be blunt about it. Shut up! Will you shut up? Be right back. Welcome back, Renegade Nation. This is, you're listening to RenegadeTalk.fm. And we are playing our favorite guy, Bob Dylan. Thank you, Patty. That was really good. You're, you're becoming good? you're becoming a disc jockey. Okay, now. well, I'm kicking Rick. Rick um, what's your name again? I, I forgot. <laughs> the See, fuck? she already forgot. Yeah, she already forgot I mean, about me. She, she's so excited about herself. You're gone. I want you to sit back. <laughs> good, I'm gone. Take over. <laughs> sit back, relax, take a toke, enjoy the rest of the show, and listen to the experts. Go smoke some CBD. This stone you just like they said they would. This stone you when you're trying to go home. stone you when you're Okay, I guess we are where we want to be. And uh, we're talking here with uh, Candace from Normal. She is the director of Orange County Normal. And um, Candace, I understand you have, you're on a new adventure. Yeah, I finally got a paying job. <laughs> oh, yeah, you I'm, get a paycheck. Yeah, finally. I've been, you know, working as director of Orange County Normal for eight years, you know, and for that's free. totally unpaid position, but I get lots of, you know, stuff it, in return, lots of, you know, good friends I've met along the way and stuff. But yeah, I'm really excited. I'm Okay, uh, what is it you're doing? I'm doing public relations for um, Apothecary Genetics. And, and what is that? And for Gecko University. Apothecary Genetics was started by a gentleman, Brett Bogue, my one of my bosses, and he's a cannabis cup winner. He's a world famous um, what marijuana a, genetics breeder. What is a cannabis cup winner? Um, High Times has hold, held their annual cannabis cup in Amsterdam for probably like 25 years, something like that. Um, you know, we have this marijuana California scene here, but the real scene started in Amsterdam oh, even most before definitely. us. But what's the cannabis cup? Um, so the cannabis cup is held every year by High Times Magazine in Amsterdam, and the best breeders of their own genetics come every year and enter their own strains that they grew and high times judges them in of all the cannabis growers in the whole world, they pick one a year. And, and so you got it this year? No, it wasn't this year. It was 2007. And um, so it was four years what ago. What was the strain? Do you remember? Um, I think it was his Bubba Kush, I think. That was one of our original strains. Yeah. Um, so now um, Apothecary Genetics has grown and they actually have six companies underneath them from patient tracking services to a research and organization. What is a patient tracking university. service? Um, states like Colorado, they have to keep track of patient information and have it available like in a database for law enforcement. So you're so saying there's systems like that that are necessary in those kind of states. We don't have those kind of needs, but it may happen why in the don't, future. Why don't we have those kind of needs? Well, it's kind of like big brother cannabis big brother you know they would track you know when you bought it how much you bought what your name is what your, you know it's like a database okay you know, so where you, have to, you swipe a card and keep track of everything just for our it's listeners like out there how many states do that 
so far, I think it's just Colorado because Colorado is the only state that has taken the lead on regulations and, you know, allowing collectives to be existent, but having strict rules for them to follow, one of which being, you know, that they control the patient's usage and that everything is tracked and that they spend a lot of money on systems like that and a lot of other things and to come in compliance. Up north, Northern California seems to have a lot of this stuff down to a science because isn't this where it all started? Yeah, and I mean, that's that's where Brett is from and that's where the company started and now we're down here in Orange County, our headquarters is. Um, but why are they more successful up there? Uh, well, that's, I mean, where a lot of people moved that were from Amsterdam when they came to the United States. They no, I mean, there. They, they were up in Northern California and then they come to Southern California. And... I don't see us using their models. If it works so well for them up north, the models of, you know, staying within the law, knowing the rules, doing everything the way they're supposed to be doing, dotting their I's, crossing their T's. Um, They seem to be doing that up there. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's what we're trying to bring down here, too. Um, And um, why haven't we been successful? Well, I mean, our city governments are different, you know, than up there. So, you know, when those activists try to work with their governments, they're actually responsive and they're able to pass guidelines and allow them and give them licenses like in Berkeley and Mendocino, all that stuff. You know, some are licensed. Um, But down here, I mean, they're resistant and like people are kind of living on the fringe in a gray area, you know, so it's a little bit different. Like, it should almost be two different states. I mean, exactly. you have a case, like a person can have two cases, like a collective owner, one up north, one down here, and it's going to be a totally different outcome with the same case, you know, well, up there and down here, just because the population and, you know, who's running our government down here, you know, the people that you come in contact when you're trying to work now. I know, but when, when, when something's working for this person, wouldn't you use them as a model? Yeah, and I think people do try to use collectives up north models like BPG in Berkeley, you know, one of the first collectives ever, you know... um, what is that again? The Berkeley Patients Group up north started by like Debbie Goldsberry and I think Don Duncan. And How stuff. old is it? Um, Probably like... Probably close after 1996. I mean, the, the people who no, it's been around since almost 1996. Okay. Probably, um, some of the people that opened that collective were the ones who helped author the law uh, to 215 and get it passed. So it was one of the first ones. But it, you know, it has a good record of being compliant, you know, and having good models of um, running and stuff like that. And then also ones like Wham and Santa Cruz. Which and what is, is Wham? Wham is the collective um, that provides its medicine totally free of charge and runs totally by donations and only caters to people that are like um really on sick. death's bed yeah like mm-hmm. 50 percent of their members probably pass away aids and cancer year and they help them through the process you know and so they're like a totally legitimate collective but why are we model. doing that here I mean, well, it's up to the collective owners. You know, I don't own a collective, you know, so it's, you know, it's, you would hope that when they try to open down here, they look at those models and that they try to, you know, resemble them and they probably try, you know, as best as they can. It's a different place, you know, so it's like, you know, they do the best they can, I would hope. But I mean, that's why, um, there's organizations around here that kind of teach that there's, you know, universities now. Tell us about the new online school, which I think is fabulous because you don't have to be in California or Colorado to go there. All you have to do is go online. Yeah. Tell us how to do that. Yeah. So one of the projects that apothecary genetics has is we have a a online school called gecko university. Um, Uh, Gecko like the gecko. Yeah. It's actually spelled G G E C O university. And that's actually its website. It's G G E C 
cbouniversity.com and it's an online cannabis um, education it's it's you'll actually learn how to grow cannabis from a world um, champion cannabis grower Brett Bogue um, you can learn about like handle how to handle legal issues medical issues growing you can see videos on the history of cannabis you can learn about edibles genetics technology and what is this going to cost expert me? witness it's pretty affordable there's classes um, for as low as $49 and then like the highest level $49 for is, like, what a one like just to go I mean to join yeah or? For if you want like one single class you'd go online you'd watch the video do the work um take the test and then when you complete it we send you a, a certificate and, and what then, does that mean the certificate, the certificate enables you to do what no it's just kind of like showing it's, your accomplishment that you've done it it's something cool to put up in your garden or in your own whatever space you want but I mean what you get the most out of it is the knowledge you know being able to see it and experience it. sometimes that's the best way for people to learn how many courses uh, do they do they offer online do I think you know they have like uh, what is that five four like 12 different courses right now and then we have it in Spanish coming out soon too and that's the first one ever and do you have to have a doctor's recommendation no no so anyone out there listening does not have to have a doctor's recommendation to um, attend the Gecko School. Yeah, the Gecko University. So yeah, I mean, if you have, if anyone has questions, they can go and check it out. They can contact us. Also, we have you give know, the e- uh, email address. Or- it's ggeco university.com and then also check out apothecarygenetics.com to find out some of the research that we're doing we're going to put on other events like the medical cannabis conference um, we're looking next to work at with the conference that'll actually provide doctors with their CME credits that they need what's a CME credit um, a CME credit every year doctors have to get continued, med- continued med- medical education CME so they have to take classes that they pay for and they get credit for and they turn that in so we're going to have this class available so they can get their credit it, you know, and, and learn about something new and exciting and actually help their patient. I think that's fabulous. Absolutely. It's great because we need doctors that care about medicinal cannabis patients. Uh-huh. So thank you so much, Candace. Thank you, Renegade Nation. And we will see you next Thursday on Cannabis Thursday. Thursday.